Welcome to TRB Live, everybody. I'm John. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday evening as we talk Star Wars. Uh, with me, as always, is James and Lacey. Uh, so first of all, we want to thank everybody who are joining us live tonight. Um, whether you're going to be here for the whole show or not, just remember the show will be on our channel soon thereafter. And of course, on your favorite podcast app tomorrow morning. But thank you, however you're taking in this episode of TRB. We appreciate it very, very much. We know it's uh, kind of crazy out there with everything that's going on with the union strikes, the economy, everything's on fire. But what's good is we have our escapes. And one of our escapes that we love, obviously, is a galaxy far, 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 far away. Just far, far away in Star Wars. James Lacey, how you guys doing? You're both wearing black. I missed that memo, looks like. Oh, yeah. I chose black today because I received a hat from work that was black. So I was like, I'll wear a black shirt because I know that's sitting on my desk when I get right. there. What about you, Gilleran? That's literally the only reason. <laughs> Big, haircut. Big haircut. Big <laughs> haircut. The <laughs> annual yes, I haircut. I got my haircut. I cut my hair like once a year, really. I cut it all off, which most women will understand. You get to a point where you're like, I'm wearing... A blanket of hair so you mm. cut it all off and then about three days later you go why did i do that i mm -hmm. miss my hair um and it's a process that keeps going luckily i didn't get myself bangs so i feel like i'm like a little bit better off um yeah i'm good wearing black because it was in my laundry basket okay <laughs> very good um before we get into anything we have uh sort of an announcement but to you know clear what's going on for us going forward the Soken stuff, we do have a super chat. I think we absolutely need to start the show off with. Sure. So we have a super chat from Justin Jones. Hey, Justin, do you have a, is that Jenga in your picture? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, he said, hey, thank you again for Zach and me for, from Zach and me for wishing him a happy birthday. Can't say, uh, stay to hang. So catch you in the morning. May the force be with you. Justin, of course, no problem. We're happy to do it. Hope Zach had a great birthday. Um, That's a guitar, you guys did in the comments. Is that a guitar neck? It looks like yeah. Jenga for me, but I'm also very far from my screen. So yeah, oh, <laughs> Does it look I like thought Jenga it was Jenga too. But yeah, I see now it's a guitar neck. Yeah, now it's much cooler than what I said. Uh, although yeah. if you are into Jenga, that's fine too. But Maybe yes, of course, like a custom Jenga guitar. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Zach, I uh, hope you had a great birthday, and Justin, thanks for uh, thanks for that. We appreciate the support, yeah. and hope you mm -hmm. are enjoying the pods, and hope you had a wonderful time on your birthday. Uh, I'm just going to keep this train going because we have a couple train more. rolling. All right. So we have Anders. <laughs> hey, Anders. How's it going? He has a looks like a frog. Ooh, is that a frog in a suit? Looks uh, like a frog playing like Jenga. No, it's a frog in a oh. suit. It's like very. Uh, Hello, like my baby. Yeah. Steampunk frog. Yeah, it's very cool. Okay, Anders. Hi. Didn't mean to digress. Uh, he said, hey, guys. First of all, thanks for the super chat. He said, hey, guys, I've listened to your podcast for years, but this is the first time I've made it to your live show. Thanks for all that you do. You're a fresh hey. and bright light in the Star Wars fandom. Thank you, Anders. Hey. Anders. And your frog. Is it Anders or Anders? I think it's Anders, isn't it? The guy from Workaholics was spelled the same way, and he went by Anders. Oh, my like, ex-boyfriend from high school, his younger brother was named Anders, and it was spelled that way. So that's Maybe wrong. this is him. Maybe it is. Probably <laughs> not, though. <laughs> thank weird. you anders or anders correct us in the chat that's, yeah, that's yeah. why you're here live thank right you so much thank you uh then we're going to continue on for diamond figs hey. what up diamond figs you were here last week said stoked for this chat chat ahsoka's coming so soon exciting times for star wars fans nice. as you guys know diamond figs great videos on instagram if you're interested 
Really good. Right on. Good right answer. on. Thank you for that. Uh, and yeah, super chats. If you want your comments read on the show, just like that, those are available. We appreciate those. Um, and of course we appreciate, uh, you just all being here. So if you're having a good time in the chat, please continue to do so. And just a reminder, we are doing ask the resistance for our last segment of the show. So if you have mm-hmm. any questions that you want us to talk star Wars, doesn't have to be super chats, just use the hashtag ask the resistance and Lacey will flag those and we'll run through as many as we can in our final segment of the show. But before we get to the resistance report, um, we do want to uh, make it clear where we stand currently with everything that's going on with the strikes and with Ahsoka coming up. So here goes, and I am going to read this because it is a little long. But um, So by now, if you listen to TRB, you know that when it comes to the studios versus the artists, we are 100% in support of the artists. That includes the writers, actors, crew members, and all that are fighting against antiquated contracts in a changing landscape, including the fight against the escalating and potentially immoral use of artificial intelligence. We are listening and watching closely to what is happening and are making it clear we support WGA, SAG, and all involved. Um, Now, with that, we have decided that we will talk about Ahsoka episodes each week on TRB Live. Uh, We originally were going to plan a big, huge, branded show with giveaways and guests and stuff, but we're stripping it down to just we're going to talk about the Ahsoka episodes on TRB Live. Um, as sort of a weird, odd middle ground there. But there are several reasons why we've come to this decision. Disney has shown no hesitation to be shrewd with cuts to cast members, departments, programming, and um, and uh, Ahsoka performing poorly could heavily impact the future of Lucasfilm, including future movies and series, which will hurt the careers of countless amounts of people involved with making this show with uh, who make modest livings in their field, including independent contractors. Some of them we know personally. Some of them we know rely heavily on securing those gigs on those programs. Um, now, we will review Ahsoka as we do anything, honestly, with things we love, like, dislike, and even things that make us scratch our head. Hi, Lizzo. The future of the Ahsoka series, these characters, this connected storyline that will continue long beyond the end of the strikes, are relying heavily on this show's success. We know that many podcasts are doing business as usual, full steam ahead. Some are completely shutting down and some are doing compromises and somewhere in between. And we respect all of those decisions. That's your stuff. You do your thing. We're not here to talk about what other people are doing. We can only talk about what we're doing. Uh, We do not receive merchandise, money, or anything from the studios. We are completely independent. TRB is these three people that you see on the screen here or here in your ear pods. Uh, We do not say these things because we think we are heavily moving the needle and we are not trying to be grandiose or make this about us because this is absolutely not about us. Uh, We did not make this decision lightly. Uh, We talked about it daily with our eyes closely on what has been happening. And we believe the best way forward is to cover the show to support those who made it. And we will continue to vocally stand on the side of the artists and unions in the hope a resolution is found that secures the future of art which starts and stops with the people who create it. So that is our statement on what's going on here. So we will be covering Ahsoka on TRB Live, which obviously will happen on Wednesday nights um, starting on August 23rd. But to make it clear, that's where we stand. And we're probably going to say something like that in a bridge version of this at the start of those shows to make it clear. 
Um, I don't know if we're going to post on social media or not, but we'll also supply the information of if you're interested, how to support these, oh, know, these causes. Yeah. 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 And if any questions about any of that, you, you know where to find us. Not yeah. hard. There's 5 billion new platforms, threads, blue sky. We're all, we're everywhere. Um, all right. So we're going to get the show rolling now with the resistance report. So James Bainey, why don't you take it away? the resistance right off the top we're going to talk a little bit about the possibility of an ahsoka season two um because coming from this article uh the direct um they were talking a little bit about how earlier before she was not allowed to talk about ahsoka uh, Rosario Dawson had been talking about how she was so excited about the possibility of a season two. And they sort of break down all those things that we've heard before as far as like, you know, we got that earnings call one time that said Ahsoka season one, but it didn't have that listing for skeleton crew, didn't have that listing for secret invasion because those were sort of seen as more of a one-time thing where this was possibly a show that could come with a season two and sort of on the, cuffs of what John was just saying right there, the possibility of the show failing because of the strikes and stuff, they wanted to bring up the possibility of what would get uh, this show a second season. And they sort of refer back to as the evidence of what would get it there is Rosario Dawson saying it has to be liked by the fans. If the fans like the show and they want to see more of this character, that is the thing that will drive Ahsoka for a second season. Um, my personal opinion, that's a weird statement to say. <laughs> if, if it's from it from my, my uh, personal feelings on it, I thought this is kind of a strange article in my opinion. Um, maybe I'm missing something here, but that just seems like a blanket statement from any creator like, oh, if... If the fans love it, even if it fails at the box office or, you know, all these other situations cause it to just completely fail. But the fans really want to see more Ahsoka. That'll get that second season. I think it was kind of an out of place comment uh, and a weird strategy to come up with the reason why this could be a second season. John, what do you think about this this article and this this sort of take on Rosaria saying that's the thing that uh, could could get it? To move forward. Yeah. Well, first off, I see a lot of people in the comments uh, backing what we said. So I appreciate that. It means a lot. I mean, it's been really, really stressful for us because we just want to do the right thing. So thank you to everybody for supporting that. Um, yeah, I, I don't I mean, I'm not I think when she means I hope the fans love it. I think with that, it packages in meaning people are going to watch it. A lot of people. Are gonna I watch agree. It. That's how I took it. Yeah. Um, and I do think that it is, especially with what's going on now, we'll talk about it in the next story with, you know, Bob Iger and the earnings call and stuff. Nothing is guaranteed right now. And I think we've seen with Star Wars, even things that have been announced sometimes don't ever get put into motion. So I think this is a very real thing for Rosario Dawson. Um, she's in a very difficult spot, especially right now, because she can't be out there promoting the show the way she probably wants to. And it's like this double-edged sword from my perspective is you know there's probably nerves from the people who made it because this show was made before the strikes it was in the can ready to roll before everyone went on strike um so it was made fully with peacetime 
or whatever you want to call it. And things, you know, were okay, I guess, before it boiled over. And we know from seeing her at Celebration, hearing her talk about this character, this wasn't just, I'm going to sign my contract and go put on this makeup and play this role. She really invested a lot into this. And it's going on for years now because, you know, it's been a while since Mando season two. And she was signed on a couple of, you know, year or two before that. So here she is now on the precipice of her moment where her show comes out. She's taking over the mantle from Ashley Eckstein. It's a lot of pressure. The show is called Ahsoka. And here she is so excited at Celebration. She was over the moon. She studied this character, got physically into it, talked about her ice packs on her knees, ready to go for more. And now she's in a situation where people might not watch the show. People are pissed off at Disney, rightfully, in many ways. And it's a, it's a hairy situation. So I think this is just one of those things where she wants people to know, like, well, I hope people do support the show, um, but it's just an odd time. It's just like, a, it's a very strange thing for Ahsoka right now. The Then on the flip side, to try to look at the silver lining is, I think because it's been so subdued, and we've talked about the marketing for Star Wars and, and Disney in general for like things like Indiana Jones and stuff, maybe being a little antiquated and old, just like, okay, trailer, teaser, trailer, couple things, release it. Now it's like even more subdued because people aren't being like really talking about it. They're not going on shows. They're not doing extra little fun social media things. Uh, it's very like quiet. And I think it's possible that that low level of hype for this show could end up serving the show because people are going in like without fireworks going off and all the hype on, on level 10 or level 11 if you're a Spinal Tap fan. And maybe that'll make the show be received better when people finally take it in. Um, so I, I, I'm trying to look at it from that positive light. But I, like I said in, our, our, in what we wrote about our, our call here is I, we do want the show to succeed because I do think the strike will end hopefully by this year. And I would hate to see Ahsoka just get driven into the ground over what's been happening. And that domino effects and, and changes everything that they wanted to do after this because Filoni's doing that movie and that's going to be a big part of what happens with the, the Ahsoka story. So I, I do hope the show is received well because I'd hate to first to look back two years from now when everyone's doing well with their contracts and hopefully in a better spot and say, man, Ahsoka just came out at the wrong time and it just changed everything for Star Wars. So I am hoping people still watch it and, and receive it well because I think it, in the end when everything's said and done and hopefully all those agreements are made for the betterment of everybody, um, there's brighter brighter uh, horizons ahead. Yep. Um, and to be clear, because maybe what I was saying earlier didn't really hit right. What I mean to say is I totally agree with uh, Rosario Dawson's sentiments when she said that uh, uh, in the interview that was po- before the writer strike and all that, she said, I really hope the fans love it. And I totally know she means that just means success. If people are watching the show, where I was saying was side of a weird article was this article saying that, you know, there, it was sort of a, in my opinion, kind of a tone deaf argument saying like, well, if the fan support is the main driving force, you know, to, to get this thing, then it looks promising. We're probably going to get it because fans love Ahsoka. And it's like the whole, the rest of the article was about how much we've been looking forward to an Ahsoka show. And so regardless of everything else, it, it looks like it would get it season two. And I was like, that's a weird article to write. Um, Cause that's not what she's talking about. 
in that statement. She's talking about if people are watching it and now we're up against people who are saying they're not going to watch it. So it's tricky. Um, so I didn't, I didn't love the article, but I agree with everything that you're saying as far as, you know, being clear on what's going on here, but still like feeling bad. I don't want to say bad for star Wars, but sort of like what we've been leading up to, um, just it's like a behind the scenes thing and like we don't want to think about the things behind the scenes we just want to watch a show that we like you know like just we hope to sort out the things behind the scenes first Lacey, j jump in here and <laughs> explain your feelings I, on this article and maybe her comments yeah i i i feel for rosario dawson and i feel for everybody that's working on this show because it's no um, mystery that every Star Wars show, movie, project that we've seen from anybody, whether it be TV, film, books, comics, whatever, toys, um, that whoever works on these things always says, like, this is my dream job. This is my dream project. Yeah. I've been a Star Wars fan my whole life. This means so much to me. And Rosario Dawson is no different. She was in from day one when someone fan cast her as this character. Uh, she's stuck by Dave Filoni in the idea of getting this character on, you know, the big screen, making that jump from animation. She's all about the fans. She's super supportive of everything that's going on. So it, it sucks that she's caught up in the situation that's out of her control. To be clear, she definitely supports the, um, the strikes themselves. And she's been on the picket line a couple times, I believe, but it, it's hard as a fan to be excited for the show when you know that the people that are working on it aren't getting the treatment they deserve. So when you see an article like this where you're like, oh, fans are going to, you know, fans got to love this show. It's just already got this kind of weird cloud around it that you're just mm -hmm. like, I really want to go into this show with like just excitement and hype and wonder which I've gone into every other Star Wars project with. And I don't have that because it feels like no matter what, and this is kind of what we were talking about before, is like, who am I really supporting by watching this? But at the end of the day, our choice and hopefully fans' choice is that they're going to watch it because the support is ultimately for the people that are working on this project, like Rosario Dawson. So when I look at this article and she's like, oh, I hope fans really like it, I can only imagine the weight she's feeling, the pressure she's feeling of playing a fan favorite character that people have already made up their minds on what they think about it. Mm -hmm. because a lot of people love Ahsoka, which is cool, but then a lot of people have strong opinions about Ahsoka, just like they have strong opinions about tons of other Star Wars characters. So she's coming into this being like, I really hope fans like it. I hope we, you know, represent the legacy appropriately. And I'm hoping for that too, for her. I really am. I really hope this show does really well. I would love a second season, even though I haven't even seen the first season, just because I know how much work she's put into this and everybody else has put into this, that for me, it's like, why not? Why not do a second season? There's so, so many shows that get better in the second season than they are in the first season. Like they finally hit their stride and, and become something that you're like, Oh my God, this is such a good show. Yeah. Just, it is scary to think what's going to happen based on strikes in the past and how shows were canceled or completely ruined and the tone changed and everything you liked about it changed because the writers went on strike and the actors are now on strike as well. So it's just a little worrying. 
but I'm optimistic that we're going to like this because I don't think Dave Filoni or Rosario Dawson would have signed on for this project if it wasn't what they wanted it to be. Yeah. And I, I believe, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't believe, I know that I read, I believe it was Matthew Bellany from Puck News and then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the guy from, one of the guys, like Variety Hollywood Reporter, I forget, Boris, right. Boris, whatever his name is. I forget, I forget his name. Sorry. <laughs> um, but in other words, they said that there's a meeting happening tomorrow between the Writers Guild and the studios. Um, so out of, yeah, on know, Friday. Yeah. 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 So we'll see what so happens. So they're going to meet every Friday until something happens. Well, well the last meeting met. was Friday at like four o'clock. It was not right. a real meeting. It was yeah. one of those like, this isn't a real thing. But So at least there is some sort of movement. So fingers crossed. I mean, we'll see what happens. But I uh, think w- yeah. one thing that's interesting about this Ahsoka show is, is that it's not completely the first season. They have sort of had their stride a little bit with some of the Mandalorian stuff as far as her playing the character. And, you know, uh, Dave and other people, you know, kind of understanding what they have limitation wise with the volume and other things like that. So they've sort of been working on the show for a little bit, which is what makes me think there's a good chance that it's first season would be pretty good. But I, I would hope that even if it does not get viewership, it's understood that the reason it didn't get viewership is because people were in support of this thing that did eventually get resolved. We're assuming by the time they're having this discussion about Ahsoka season two, Mm. I don't think that would happen, James. And the reason is because then the people have to admit that they were wrong. No, no, no. I'm saying this is behind a, this is behind a closed door is they're saying like, I still don't think that would happen. Have you ever been in a corporate meeting where something is the boss's fault? Do they ever sit there and go, it's my fault? No, they don't. They'll blame it on the actors. They'll blame it on whoever because they don't want to take it as like we did the wrongdoing. So I think like I understand what you're saying, but I don't think that they're going to go into this being like, oh, it did poorly because of the writer's strike. No, it did poorly because fans didn't watch it. And that's what they'll take from it because at the end of the day, as we go into this next story, it's about money. So so then uh, am I hearing you right that you're saying that even if this show is good, you, you think it's doomed? No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, because that's... Okay. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying oh, yeah. is if it doesn't do well, they're not going to say it's the writer strike's fault because then that ha- they have to admit that they were wrong. Well, that's I what I'm saying. I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm being pessimistic, but I don't see the show doing well at all. I think it still could. Still could yeah. pull big numbers? I think people will still watch it. Um, I and yeah, I think people will still watch it, but I'm saying like I don't think this is going to be a success where they're like green light it, you know, like it's a simple decision or something. I think it's going to show small numbers, especially off of um, Andor and Obi Wan. It depends. Season it, three of Mandalorian, maybe. Not I, I'll, I'll well say this: previous seasons. I, I don't think if you went out in in to a mall, if the, I don't know the, if those still exist, but if you if you found them. If you found I went to mall, one last month, uh, you, last weekend. If, if you find a mall and you okay. go there, yes, <laughs> and you talk to people and you're like, "So, what do you think about the writer strike?" They'd be like, "What? I don't even know what you're talking about." Like, so in other words, I thought my I point, was going to go another way around. I thought you were going to say you ask people in a mall if they know about Ahsoka. They're going to be like, no, "No, no, no, oh no, nobody in malls know about Ahsoka." Uh, <laughs> I've tried. 
But my point is, I just picture John being like, no, "Hey, no, you I heard of this yoga?" I don't know. I've always thought is. about trying to the make content. Doesn't know about like the Tom Green or the show. Like going to the mall and asking people about like, so what do you think about Ahsoka? Just asking a lady in like a like a jewelry store, what do you think about the new Ahsoka yeah. series coming out? But my point <laughs> is, most people are either going to watch or not watch. They're just like they're not vested or dialed into what's going on with this stuff we are because we're like in it like as far as like being podcasters and stuff but like my mom doesn't know that the writers are on strike or the actors are on strike like nobody really it's gonna come down to fan reaction if fans like it and they talk about it it. then it's gonna gonna be like oh there's a new star wars show what is it about i'm gonna check it out if it's good i'm gonna check out the next one and that sort of thing and if, if it delivers and filoni makes a hit then it's a hit I don't think the viewership of Ahsoka will necessarily be predicated upon the um, like what's happening with the strikes and stuff. I do. The only thing I think could affect it is the fact that, like I said, Rosario Dawson can go out there and tell fans on the couch of Jimmy Fallon. This is what you this is why you got to check out Ahsoka or Dave Filoni even next to her saying like, all right, so we had this show called Rebels. It was ever took place then and like get casual fans to be like all right all right that's the only thing i think could be a bit of a problem but i still think it'll be predicated upon whether it's good or mm-hmm. not out of the gate there's mm-hmm. good word of mouth and people go see it um Man. so i hope i hope they don't debut it at uh is there another con festival happening because i hope they don't debut it there i think d23 was supposed to happen this year isn't it isn't d23 happening in like i the think end d23 of the month? is uh, yeah i don't know but uh, yeah, so I, I hope it I hope it does well because I know how much, you know, with this Mandalorian skeleton crew and that movie, it's all supposed to culminate. I, I just I hope everything works out, especially this is like Dave Filoni finally getting his shot. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, I agree with all this. I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, the sentiment behind it. I just I don't know. I'm I have a bad feeling about the show because of of what we were already saying is like Lucasfilm bad at marketing. You know, we've been saying that for a while now. With Disney. I, well, yeah, sure. Well, I think specifically do, uh, Lucasfilm too, but but I feel like they're bad at marketing. They're not really marketing this show, and then they get a huge blow. It's even worse now, you know? And then yeah. shows for Star Wars have been kind of iffy. People have been sort of checking out on that, and they don't, maybe don't know this court. This, was, this, was an, this show, in my opinion, is sort of a... It's kind of a risky move because they're bringing Rebels to live action, and they know not everybody has seen Rebels. But they're hoping that people saw Ahsoka in, uh, you know, The Mandalorian, or they're hoping maybe they watched Clone Wars when they were younger or something. I mean, it, it, it's kind of it's kind of a tough sell, and now they can't even really sell it. I'm going like I think it, the show's going to perform poorly. And my hope, Lacey's saying this would never happen, but my hope is that somebody would go, guys, the reason the show did poorly is because we couldn't market it. We know that. And I just, we need to move forward with our plan. This got hit with a bomb. You know what I mean? Like the reason, you know, that Um, failed is because there was a tornado that day. Sorry, there was a tornado that that day. We can't say nobody wanted to go to the show. I think there was a tornado. We couldn't avoid it that's why there's low ticket sales i think there will be no tornado i think there is a tornado it's happening right now no 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 that's it's a it's a it's a hurricane or (laughs) earthquake it's in california i think the show will be good uh i think people will like it i think it'll get similar viewership to maybe obi-wan something like that maybe book of boba fett and if it is the you know launching point for something bigger they'll grow upon it 
um, knowing that there's a path. Um, but I do think I'm going to stay positive. I really do think this is going to be a good show. I think it's going to be have surprises. I think it's going to have some good action. I think it's going to have heart. It's going to have expansion of the force. And mm-hmm. I think people, I think Star Wars fans like the mystical stuff. And I think that's part of why Andor may have not had the biggest of ratings. I, I'm staying positive. I think Ahsoka is going to be good, and I, I'm excited for it. I'm not. I saying think Ahsoka's they're clearly bad. I think they're clearly marketing it so far with the same TV spots over and over and over again uh, with lightsabers and battles and mentions of Anakin. So they're trying the best thing they can do for Ray Stevenson. Come on. Come on. (laughs) That's another thing. Yeah. Come on. Right. right. (laughs) Totally. I'm just I'm just so scared. You tell you tell people you get to watch, you know, which which ones you watching. There's Obi-Wan, there's Boba Fett and then there's Ahsoka and people go, I'll take the first two, you know. It's mm-hmm. kind of just kind of scary. And I think the it's other also performs super well either. Right. And we do have to remember that I think there is kind of a snowball effect that if someone didn't like one, they're going to check out for the other. So this Fair. is coming after several different series that people didn't necessarily love. Um, and that might impact their feelings about this one as well. Yeah. But, the, but like, yeah, that's the kind of thing. Like I liked Captain America, but like, I wasn't that interested in Thor, but you still go see Thor because you know it's sort of connected. This is sort of connected to Mandalorian and people like Mandalorian. But you this don't have more... to see it though. You could skip it and just go to the next thing and be like, they'll they'll fill you in. Yeah, do you mean with Marvel or with this, with Star Wars? I think both. Yeah, I mean- They're yeah, never yeah. going to put something out that you don't know what's going on. But I'm saying I think mm. people are more likely to do this because it is it feels sequely to- uh mandalorian as opposed to Andor or obi-wan mm-hmm. boba fett same thing you know people probably watch that because there was a stinger at the end that said book of boba fett's coming get ready you know <laughs> james i think they watched it because it was boba fett i don't think necessarily they watched it because he was in mandalorian i think they watched it because it was boba fett from the original Star well, that Wars, was my so. point a few minutes ago when i said it was people wanted to watch obi-wan and boba fett and they don't know ahsoka but one of the reasons maybe some people tuned in as well for it was because it was semi-connected mm-hmm. to mandalorian Mm-hmm. which is what this has going for it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anything else about this particular article or do we want to move on to the next story? Cause oh, we, gets... can, we can, we can move on to happier stories. Yeah. Happier. stories. I was going to say, cause it just <laughs> feels like it just keeps going downhill. Cause our next story is going to be talking about, Bob I'm trying Biker's to keep comments. it positive, man. I think it's going to rip. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good show. We're talking about the possibility. James Baney says Ahsoka is going to stink. It's going to be the headline. (laughs) Quote me right there. Yep. All right. Uh, No, our next story is about Bob Iger's comments uh, from the Disney earning calls, the earnings call. Um, His takeaway about, you know, the future of movies and streaming. um, And that includes Hulu and ESPN and merging it all together. Um, uh, His comments on the Star Cruiser. Uh, comments on, uh, you know, maybe dialing things back. I guess that's kind of under the movies category, but he's talked about dialing things back as far as budget and quantity, um, which we talked about that story, I think like a week ago, but he sort of clarified it more here and doubled down at least on that. Um, and uh, there was something else he said too, and I can't remember. I just had it in my mind, but it sort of slipped my mind. Um, but what how are we feeling i'll start with you on this one lacy about bob Iger, um and sort of the future of of disney from this like earnings uh perspective i'm actually gonna let john go first because it's his boy bob Iger. oh my boy bob Iger, <laughs> really you guys boys. are best friends you boys you said the other day 
You said the other day that you would not do forget. anything for him. <laughs> Let's not forget at the premiere of The Rise of Skywalker, he wanted to talk to me and I snubbed him. Completely Boys. Snubbed him. <laughs> you snubbed him. That's the news. That's the new narrative. <laughs> I snubbed Bob Iger. Uh, I no, you did this. Yeah. I was like, not today, Bob. I got stuff yeah. to do. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the Star Cruiser thing, whatever. I yeah, go back and listen to old episodes of me talking about that thing. But uh, the future of movies, I actually I'm trying to like connect the dots on what he's been saying about the future of movies. And I do think they are still going to lean heavily onto the IPs and the familiar things, even though, you know, Indiana Jones didn't do well. Um, I, I, I think Indiana Jones was really good. And I, I just think they did a, a horrible job of marketing that movie. And we've talked about this when you compare it to what just came out recently, you know, Barbie and stuff. Um, but anyway, him saying stuff like quality, not um, quantity. And I think that's a good thing. You know, I, I would rather get one Star Wars movie every three years and have it be really meticulously focused on with all hands on deck as opposed to like ILM team A is going to be over here with this production and team B is going to be working on this movie that's overlapping on its production timelines. I would like to see sort of like that more George Lucas approach where it's like we are all working on this movie um, and that's what's happening. We are still doing our shows and stuff, but as far as our movie productions, we're doing this movie and we have as much time as we need to make it. We don't need to rush it out. I think the two-year gaps between continued stories is gone. And then um, we're going to talk about this um, at length on Monday for a discussion, but I actually don't mind at all what he's saying about dialing back the costs of these movies because it is out of control. I mean, I know the way movies are made now are different, and I know visual effects, especially digital visual effects, cost a lot of money to make a lot of these shots. Um, but like the original Star Wars was made for 11 million. That would be 55 million today. And I still love that movie. And they had to make creative choices on how they made certain things because there was a budget. And you could say that a lot about a lot, say that about a lot of classic movies. I don't think that Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny needed to cost $300 million to make. Um, so, and, and Solo, you know, it doubled its budget because they had to reshoot it. It's, you know, Solo and that made more money. Yeah, and it Officially. had a lower and it had a lower budget than Dial of Destiny, even with the reshoots, the full reshoots. I I I like the idea of putting the onus on creativity and not saying like here's your blank check, mess up as much as you want, try as much as you want, shoot as much as you want, you know, whatever that case may be in terms of what goes into production budgets. My only thing is I hope the reduction in, in budget costs are allocated appropriately so that they make good products, which I think Bob Iger wants to have a legacy. He's not trying to burn Disney down on the ground. So he wants quality pictures made. Um, so that's my positive takeaway on it. Obviously, there are negative connotations to this. What I do find interesting is that I did the old classic control F search and he doesn't mention Star Wars once. He's very careful with how he speaks on this. And then there's like the legalese at the end, which is like in all in italics. Mm -hmm. But he didn't really mention um, this earnings call, like a lot of brands by name. And he didn't use it as like a showcase, so to speak. It was sort of more of a lot of generalities, which I found interesting, which to me sometimes makes me think that a lot of things can be moved around. So people can't be like, well, on the August earnings call, you said this. Uh, so I think this was one of those holding pattern earnings calls. Um, but I just wanted to start with the things I think could be good for the future. 
because I am trying to, you know, stay positive about everything once we get out of the weeds of what's happening with the unions. So that's mm-hmm. my take. Lacey, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, holy moly, was this a PR call if I've ever heard one, read one, <laughs> like everything that came out of his mouth, like John was just saying, is like perfectly worded and specifically chosen certain ways and phrases and words. Um, th- I think the first thing that stuck out to me is that they're raising the price of uh, Hulu and Disney Plus, which I was like, really? For non-commercial, they're keeping it for, for non-commercial, com- for ad but tier. still yeah. no, a little yeah, ridiculous me. because what's going on? They're not going to have any real new content coming up. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things that you're like, you're going to, you're not going to pay people and then you're going to raise the cost of stuff. That was a little crazy. I'll uh, add to that. They're removing content more now. Right. To get the costs, to cut costs. I forgot about that, about the raising price thing. Damn. Not yeah, only yeah, are they yeah. raising prices and not giving us new content, they're removing content and raising prices. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay, what's going on? Yeah, totally. And then the other thing was, I know John didn't really touch on this, the Star Cruiser, he did blame inflation for the closure of the Galactic Star Cruiser, which I thought was just a very... Which goes back to your point. Shenanigans, straight up shenanigans. Uh, I mean, come on. Like... No, that's not what it is. And James was talking about closed doors before, like behind closed doors. I'm sure he's not telling people that it's inflation is the reason that it closed <laughs> because inflation didn't cause people not to go to this thing. It was the cost to begin with because it was very high and it had nothing to do with inflation. <laughs> the um, inflated price, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that, that you came up with, Bob. Yeah. Um. So that was another thing that I was like, what? Record scratch. Um. Oh. They are down subscribers uh, by 11 million subscribers in the last quarter for Disney Plus, which is very interesting, um, which then plays into what John was saying, which is they're doing less movies and putting lower costs into budgets. I agree with John. I think they should have lower costs for budgets for movies. I think that these crazy ballooned budgets are setting things up for failure. Like there's no reason that a movie should cost that much money to make especially when some of the best movies we've ever seen and the best practical effects or best scenes we've ever seen from Back to the Future to anything. It's often due to the fact when people have to get creative, when they don't have enough money to do what they want to do and they have to think outside the box is when you're forced to be creative is when you get the best results. So I'm not saying like, hey, give someone $5 and be like, go make a movie. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, that I don't think you need $350 million. And when you give something a budget like that, it's hard to make it back. So it's setting up a movie that whether you liked it or not, is it, it has to, de- to deliver. And we're in a period now where you don't have home video to pick up that extra boost at the end, which is something that I believe Matt Damon brought up a year ago or two years ago, where he said, you know, movies have changed because of this because when you didn't do well in the box office if a movie was really good people would then rent it or they would go buy it and they're doing that less and less yes they're selling digital forms of things but as we've discussed numerous times on this podcast there is a big discrepancy between people that like digital and people that like physical copies i'm a physical media type of girl i buy my movies if i like them i'll buy them in multiple versions like i have movies that I have in DVD and Blu-ray and 4K and whatever. And if there's a new version, I'm sure I'll get, I'm going to get it. So 
I think even, it's just tough. What even with that, I like I've I've been on that side of digital versus physical for a long time, but I'm not even buying digital. Like right. we went and saw Mario Brothers movie. I loved it. I was very excited to buy it. And then it just sort of didn't happen. It didn't happen, didn't happen. And then there was an announcement that it was coming to streaming on this day. And I was like, oh, well, that's only like a month from now. Why would I spend twenty dollars to see it again now when it's gonna be on streaming here real soon? And so we never bought the movie. And so even though I loved it, I supported it. I, you know what I mean? I didn't end up paying money to support it in that way because it was so simple to just watch it through the streaming service, which then is funny because it goes back to the whole thing. Like it was, you know, they're probably not making much money on that. They wish we would have bought it, you know? Yeah. I mean, but, I, th I think that's a big kind of difference from years ago is that one, a lot of stuff they're not selling on physical media, and two, people maybe aren't buying physical media like they used to. Um, again, I'm one of those people that falls into the that I will go to still go to Best Buy and, and look to see what's on sale. I bought the other day. What did I buy the other day? I bought two movies at Best Buy the other day. I bought Spirited Away, which was in 4K, and then something else. I forget what I did. But I have movies all the time that I buy that I'm like, I need this because... Mm -hmm. I want to have a version of it. So whenever it disappears, whatever platform it's on, I can still watch it. Um, and especially now where movies are coming out in 4K and like Blu-ray and stuff, like you're never going to find movies in better quality. So it's like, I think it was, we've talked about this before. I think it was Quentin Tarantino said that he has like multiple Blu-ray players in his house, like brand new in the box. And he buys multiple versions of movies. So he always has them no matter what happens with technology, like, He'll always have the physical copies and you have multiple players. So then if his player breaks, he has another one. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it, it, Disney's in a weird spot right now. <laughs> They're in a weird spot. Um, I think we can all agree that they know what they need to do to make things right on one side. On the other side, they need to start making better choices on how they're marketing their movies and how many movies they're, how much money they're spending on their movies. Yeah. Like, just be smarter about it. I think you can't, and we talked about this last week, bank, and the week before actually, you can't bank on, hey, it's a Disney movie, I'm going to go see it. Because people have lots of choices nowadays, and people are just busy in general. So you need to find a way to get people in the seats and to make money, and the way you're going to do that is cutting costs. Yeah. I don't want to give too much away because we're, we are going to be talking about that on Monday and I have some thoughts on this, but generally I do agree with you, Lacey, that the <clears throat> vibe coming out of Bob out of that whole thing was, I don't believe a lot of this. Um, and it's, I'll sort of set up what my opinion is on for, for when we talk about that on Monday is that I think he's saying things that the public probably wants to hear but they have no intention of actually doing. Um, and that sort of thing being like, we're cutting the budget on these things uh, and we're going to be making less of them because it feels <clears throat> overinflated. But at the same time, behind the scenes, they're like, no, we're going to spend money that we've been spending money on the properties that we know can perform the best we're, we're going to cut costs on like the original stuff that nobody watches, or we're going to be removing that stuff or whatever, cutting the cost there. We're still going to be spending money on our big, huge tentpole properties that, you know, everybody's yeah. expecting the, those to be, uh, brought down a peg, but I don't think they're going to cost. Stop, stop doing the live action remakes. 
Yeah, ridiculous. Caroline in the chat makes a great point, um, which is what I was kind of touching on. And she says, I'm a librarian and it makes it really impossible to get the shows and movies to people if they're not on DVD or Blu-ray, like physical media. And I couldn't agree more. Like places like libraries need physical forms of things because not everybody can afford to buy all these streaming services. Not everybody can afford to go to the movies all the time. So the moment that you take away those types of media from people, you're making it harder and harder for anybody to see something and i just find that incredibly unfair that like you should have the ability to see things whether it's renting it from a library or wherever also um like i don't don't know what the right analogy for this is but like studios like having the power to manipulate the content and like change stuff and take scenes out yeah i don't like like that at all yeah. yeah, especially if the like whoever made the movies like dead or something, you know, mm-hmm. like I, that's slimy to me. Um, regardless of what yeah. the what the assumed attention intentions are or what have you, like, I you know I, that I mean, that's yeah, it's kind of like, one of those things like when you yeah when you are like the director or something like that, you're still the person. It's 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 like, it's like your burning movie, books, but you of. you sold it yeah. to them, so yeah. it's their movie, right. but. It's weird because we do put a lot of uh, sort of ownership on um, like actors and directors and sometimes producers, you know what I mean? It like kind of depends on who is sort of in the light of like who we sort of call like that's their movie. Like yeah. the one weird exception to that is I feel like like sort of <laughs> like George Lucas who went against the studios very much to be like, these are my movies. And he's probably like one of the more prominent people for changing stuff, but it's almost like he has this weird license to do it because he well, it's his movies. He literally like that's different for it, owns it. Yeah, all this other stuff. So it's if like you want to change something, if I want to change right. something I made, that's one thing. But if a studio then buys my property, like if if now if Disney went back and said we're going to remove this scene, well, you from- never owned it. That's what that's what I was getting at. I'm you saying were hired if- to help make it. Right. Yeah, I'm saying if Disney went back and said, we're going to remove this scene from A New Hope because Han is a little chauvinistic towards Leia or something, that like that would be, I would lose it. Like, that's horrible because that's George Lucas's movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If George Lucas wanted to change something himself, fine. McClunky, go for it. You know, it's your movie, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it is, it's, it's yeah, it's hair. I still, I, I still like physical media, but yeah. plus you get the digital copy with it anyway. Um, I just have a thing that's like I like my shelf with all my movies on it. Yeah, it's just I like having it, and I can't mm-hmm. wait to like it's go through them with my daughter. You know, physical versus digital conversation. Well, it's uh, just because it's such a big money maker that they're just forgetting about. It. Yeah. yeah, and and just so people know, um, the the chat on our end is down, so we can't put L- Lacey's unable to put the comments on the screen right now. I'm not yeah. ignoring you. I swear, guys, I'm reading we're, it on a separate screen. We're literally <laughs> multitasking. We're trying to like, like <laughs> we're trying to like copy and paste important things and say it on the on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're we're pasting, pasting ask the resistance into the chat and stuff. Audio listeners are like, I don't care, man. Just give me the show. Yeah, angry magma's yeah. like, I'm late. You're yeah. not. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. No one. Yeah. We're all good. Yeah. We're all good. All right. Yeah. Uh, um, another story, right, James? Yeah. We have one other story. Um, and uh, it is about Skeleton Crew uh, because with that 
earnings call, there's like usually an official report that comes out that states everything as far as like what's um uh, well, there's a lot more to it, but one of the things that we're talking about right now is like sort of like what's upcoming, like what's the slate look uh look like in the near future. And one of the things that we were expecting in 2023, because it had been previously shown in reels that said 2023 was Skeleton Crew, but it does not show up on this list. Now, the way they Mm -hmm. broke it down is they said, here's the things coming like next week, the week after that, the week after that, and then like this one other date uh, that we have announced that thing coming. And then they give a long list of things that don't have actual dates of when they're coming. Um, but they are notable properties that are coming to this. When you look at this list, it's got things that are way less notable than Skeleton Crew. Mm -hmm. So if Skeleton Crew was in that reasonable uh, time frame, it probably would be on this, but it's hard to really truly see how far that time frame goes because they stopped listing dates and then they said these other things are coming soon mm-hmm. and like the last three tiers above it were just like weeks so it could only be in the next month or two that they're planning on doing this one notable thing that i noticed was indiana jones and the dial of destiny that movie is i believe technically still in theaters right yeah it is technically still in theaters so it's on that list right now which means i don't see that coming to disney plus in the next couple weeks i see it i think it just left didn't it just leave it i think it's like right there reducing its amount of got it okay so so the fact that it's on that list says to me that this is still like it's like two or three months out um, of of stuff that's coming up, and that could us that could put us yeah. real close to that skeleton crew time frame. So it's it's yeah. difficult to tell. But the question we're asking tonight is sort of: Do we think this is a sign that skeleton crew has been officially pushed back out of 2023? Mm-hmm. Um, I've started with John twice technically. Lacey, you it's okay. You can one? make it the third. <laughs> third time's a charm. <laughs> go for it, John. What do he's you think? Boys. He's boys with this. Schedule. No, he's trying to get her to go. I'm doing the Brady Bunch thing. Oh yeah. Do you guys see the Usher video where they he thought he was in the center or was told he yeah, was going to be was, in the center? And he's and not. And then they like put him to the side. <laughs> so he's going like this. And there's like no one. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Sides. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, man. Remember <laughs> ahead, Usher? Um, yes. He has like a residency in Las Vegas. He's doing perfectly fine. So, yes, oh, I remember. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he's doing fine. Um, I hope it's moved, honestly, because um, unless tomorrow... There's this giant uh, kumbaya happening between the Writers Guild and and Disney or or all the studios. I, you know, I I think it's going to be a while. And I've said this before. Skeleton Crew doesn't have the benefit of being something off of a pre-existing show or characters. Um, You know, it's all new characters for the most part, aside from maybe some of the cameos of villains and mando or something so Mm -hmm. it's gonna hinge heavily upon jude law going out there with his charm and wit and going on these shows and explaining to people what this show is and why they should go see it this show more than most of them doesn't have anything to hang its hat on in terms of well you know this so go watch this Mm that other than saying this is a star wars show so if it's moved i think 
I that actually makes me happy. I think that's a very smart idea. I can wait to see Skeleton Crew. I'd rather it because it's also again what I was saying before a, a, a part of this Mando verse culmination that's right. supposed to lead to Dave Filoni's movie. So if right. Ahsoka for whatever reason stumbles, I'm hoping it's not gonna. I think it's gonna be awesome, and I think it's gonna do pretty well, hopefully. And then if this stumbled too, then you got two of those plus Mando season three that are supposed to be building up to that movie. That's not good. So I am totally cool if they want to push that. Now, I saw some people seeing this and speculating on this and thinking that many were shelved. No, no, no. This show's done. It's yeah. it's ready to go. This isn't a, um, uh, was it not Catwoman, but Batgirl? This Batgirl. isn't a situation where they're yeah. like, oh, we're just going to not put this out. No, of course they're going to put it out. So for anyone who thinks like that not showing up on that slide 14 of the presentation or whatever it is means it's done, it's not. It's going to come out. I think they are making the smart move of, if this is even the case, pushing it so that they can properly market this thing because they need people to understand what this is and who better than having Jude Law, like I said, sitting on those couches on the late night shows, uh, convincing people to go check this show out. So uh, to me... I'm, I'm again putting a positive spin on this. I'm, gl- I'm glad that they're not just, just shoving it out there and saying like, "Well, we need something in the final quarter of the year to, to get Star Wars fans." Blah 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 blah. Um, no, push it, market it the right way. I think that would be a smart move. So if that's why that's not on that slide, thumbs up from me. I'm all good with that. You know, it's funny. I, I, I never thought about the what it would look like if they did shelve it completely. It's not going to happen so let's not even talk about it no but i think it's interesting to talk about what that would take like what what it would take for them to to say this whole thing is not working out and we could benefit better from it can being it would have to be bad and the word was that batgirl was bad yeah yeah and probably and what what was the other one that they scrapped too? scooby-doo the second scooby-doo Oh, they made that and they just scrapped it. Yeah, actually, worse than that. It was that, a cartoon. I thought it was. Yeah, it was animated. It was the one. It was the sequel to Scoob, right? <laughs> but which I liked. I thought it was a good movie. But here's the thing: is that they made like ninety percent of the movie and then canceled it, and they still let them finish the movie, even though it wasn't going to get released because contracts uh-huh. and other things like that so they they finished the movie and just had like a little party for themselves like we did it guys we made the movie <laughs> i think they watched it Crazy. too yeah there, i mean yeah there's probably some stuff but it's it, yeah it got put in this tax write-off or they're never going to release it same thing as bad girl same wave but uh i wonder yeah that would be an interesting discussion is like what it would take for them to do that but i just don't think that is really what's going to happen um as far as it getting moved, I think I'm with you, John. Um, I'd rather it get moved than be put in the same position that Ahsoka's in right now, where it's just it's already hard up, and then it's going to have to go against another big wave of negativity or whatever it is that is, you know, uh, a possibility of people not t- tuning in. Y- you want Star Wars to have all the best shots that it can. And so it's kind of one of those things where anytime they ever say, oh, we're moving, you know, Force Awakens back to December, but that's so that we can improve the movie and have more time and stuff. No fan is ever like, (laughs) 
I'd rather they just do it now. Like <laughs> don't fix whatever problems you have. Just release it, do go under pressure, get the thing done and release it so that I can see it as soon as possible. It's very rare. I think this is one of those cases. You just kind of want to see star Wars have as much success as you can. And if they think moving it out of and, and buying some time for this thing to, to breathe and get resolved, then that's probably for the better. Lacey thoughts. I agree 100% with what John was saying. I think they've moved this because of what's going on. I think they need to have the full promotion schedule with it because it is coming from a place of being this completely new thing with Star Wars, even though it's based off of The Mandalorian. I still think they they knew it. they would need the promotion of like, this is for kids, this is for families. Like it's a, it's a different monster, so to speak, within Star Wars. And I, I agree. I think they want Jude Law out there talking about it. They want, you know, the kids out there having fun, promoting yeah. the thing. I think this is when you look at Disney and other streaming services and studios that are holding all this process up. I think they're looking at their potential schedules. They've already moved, moved movies. There's no reason why they wouldn't move, you know, shows and movies that are also going to their digital formats or streaming services because they need to spread that stuff out. They don't know how long this is going to go on. They thought mm -hmm. it was just going to be writers. It's now writers and actors and potentially visual effects people too. Now right on the cusp of the Marvel. Yeah. yeah, on the yeah. Marvel stuff. So that could impact a lot, uh, rightfully so. And I think they're t looking at their schedules going, okay, we need to spread this stuff out because we need to consistently keep people there so there's not a lot of churn. They're already losing subscribers. So they're going, let's push this out. Let's focus on just getting Ahsoka out. Let's keep Skeleton Crew next year. And you'll probably see everything else delayed too. Because at the beginning of the year, when we got a press release from Disney, Skeleton Crew logo was on that press release. Yeah. So yeah. we knew it was coming out this year. And we've yeah. heard from other people that it was coming out this year, as in, um, who said they were in it? Who said they were in it? Oh. Steve uh, Urkel. Yeah. Yeah, right, said he yeah. was in it. So. Wait, what's the, oh, uh, what's his real Jaleel White. Yeah, yeah. sorry, Steve Urkel. <laughs> yeah. He said that it was going to come out Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Yep. So I would assume they're probably just going to push it to next year, spread it out once they assume things are wrapped up so that they can get full force marketing into it. This show needs it. Yeah. Yeah. And then also just to, so that things aren't cannibalizing each other. Cause as soon as this thing's over now, everybody's going to reformat their calendars and figure out what's, what's going when, um, including celebration. Yeah. So this is no different. No, I think celebration <laughs> will be fine. It is what it is. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what I think. I think they're. I, I don't think there's anything to be worried about. I don't think they're shelving it or doing back no. roll style stuff to it. Yeah. They wouldn't do that with a Jude Law project that everybody's pumped about with kids, and you know it fits right into the Disney kind of image of children and families watching things together, and it plays into the Star Wars stuff too. And they're trying to get young kids back into Star Wars so that when they grow up, they stick with it. Yeah, um, yeah I I wouldn't worry about it. I think they're just pushing it off because of what's going yeah. on. And they're going right. to be able to use those kids, to like not—I don't mean use those kids, but get those kids out there. On I mean, technically, kids. right now, yeah, using kids. But I mean, uh, yeah, on 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 kids-based <laughs> uh, shows to promote it, yeah. Because you know, I remember being a kid and watching shows and being like, "Oh, I, I want to be like that kid" or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And it'll get kids to be like, "Mom, I want to watch this show." Oh, what is it? Oh, it's Star Wars. Oh, wow, I used to watch Star Wars. Remember, we'll, they we'll called it, it Stranger Things in Star Wars. Yeah. A lot of people. Amblin, Goonies, yeah. Kids so got into Stranger Things and have grown up with it. Those, 
Yeah, you see those like at celebration. Not everyone got to see this, but those kids were very um, uh, earnestly naive, and and that's cute in a way because they were trying to act like professionals, but they were being kids. Mm -hmm. And if people get to see those kids interact that way, and then them like rooting for each other, high fiving each other, missing high fives, like people are going to be like, oh, they're going to fall in love with that. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think all those decisions went in, into play. So I, yeah, worry not. Like anyone it's who's like not been shelved, they're to, just like, spreading out content. They're making the smart move. They're making the right move. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I'm calling it content. I know some people hate that. They're spreading <laughs> out their TV shows and 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 wonderful storytelling. I think it was Hal Hickel who said he hates that. I know, and I feel bad. At, <laughs> but that's what everybody calls it. So yeah. it's just like I don't. I I get the frustration because it's like. I put so much work into it. Don't call it like content. It's weird, like an asset. But mm. at the same time, like when everybody calls it, that's kind of stuck in your brain. So I'll try better. But yeah, they're pushing this <laughs> t- television series. Yeah. Uh, to think, a later date. I think one thing that they should use in this, this time is send what you have to Hasbro and just let them make toys <laughs> in the meantime. Now they're talking about let- Hasbro making TV shows and stuff. They're oh, trying well, to get with because Mattel did oh, crazy yeah. oh, the man. bar billion dollars. So now Hasbro, it's been rumored that they're going, well, what toys do we have that we can make into a movie? The toys for their own movies will come out a year after the movie comes out. <laughs> well, I mean, Hasbro, Hasbro's already been in this, right? <laughs> this it's is, not Hasbro's fault. I'm going to defend Hasbro This is already Hasbro Transformers here. and it's stuff, n- right? Yeah. Power they, already, they already have this Power universe Rangers. going, yeah. right? But, yeah. but my thing, I know you're not. I, I'm... I'm not saying it's Hasbro's fault. I'm saying that while no, we're, I was talking while about, we're in this I was state, talking about John's joke about it coming out a year later. I said that's not Hasbro's fault. That's Hasbro what I'm would saying. release I'm toys I know, whenever they want. I know you're, what you're saying is it's not Hasbro's fault. I'm not saying that either. All I'm saying is that in this town downtime, just send what you have, these characters and stuff, to Hasbro and let them make toys. Have the toys ready to go when the show comes out or when you're promoting the show because you're going to want get this kids to buy toys of the kids that they admire on the screen. Yeah. You know, this is that opportunity and you know what? It might be up against a little something because you're already pushing it back and um, it might, I don't know, just be in a weird spot. You could use all the press from anything. So even including leaks of like the toys or whatever, like, Oh, this is what the outfits are going to look like. This is this character's name. Who cares? Put get the toys ready for Skeleton Crew, please. Um, that's all I got to say about uh, that resistance. <laughs> all right, Forrest. Yeah. <laughs> well, that I was going to move into the next story, but we don't have another story, so we do that's not. The end of resistance report. Um, do we want to get started with as the resistance then? Yeah, let's get into it. All let's right, it. let's go. I've been wondering. What are midi-chlorians? John, are you doing this? Do you talk first? I talk first? What are you doing? I can do it. You want me to do it? I know that we have a bunch of questions because we they are stored in a different chat. Because yes. Different so we but I, ha- but I have a bunch of them queued up. So like, yeah. however you want to do this, I was going to put them in the chat and then bring them on the screen myself. Because weirdly enough, guys, mm-hmm. I can make comments to you. But I can't see your comments. So I have, two- <laughs> I have like I feel like Iron Man, Batman. I have like multiple screens up. I'm like looking to see what you say. So like, uh, Home Dam 
is what your name is. I'm sorry if I'm slaughtering that. You said Hasbro is selling E1 to Lionsgate, and that's exactly true. Hasbro is not looking into their stuff. They're like looking to sell their stuff to Lionsgate. All right. Ooh. So first question. Let's do this hmm. first one from Semperfied Danny. Um, so we're going to do one of Danny's questions. He sent in a couple, but we're going to go with this one. Uh, will we get an Ahsoka trailer or maybe TV spot with Anakin slash Darth Vader before the series debuts? Uh, James, what do you think? Um, got two weeks. <laughs> Less Man, than two weeks. I'm trying to base this on what your guys' opinion of Rogue One. <laughs> but I don't I think they that would be a smart move and they won't do it because they're trying to preserve a secret. So I I'm agree with that. No. I agree with that completely. I think Dave yeah. Filoni likes the I think he's obsessed with the theatrics of the reveal. Um although I think this is if it wasn't for Liam Neeson and Obi-Wan, this is probably one of the more worst kept secrets. I think everybody thinks Hayden's going to show up because of the earlier reports about it. And mm -hmm. I think he's been sort of like smirking about it. Mm -hmm. um, so I agree, James. I think it would be smart to do it, um, but they won't. I think you said it perfectly. Lacey, any, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think that if they were smart, because they don't have a lot of marketing, they would do this, uh, but they're not going to because they don't want to give away the surprise. They want to yeah. have that online mm -hmm. moment that they love to have. They love is, it. I don't understand it. They've been doing it for years. Like I'm talking back in 20. They don't know how to market. Things. 16, 2017 when I was working That's comic really. cons and they had a Tomorrowland panel and they were very secretive about it with George Clooney and all that stuff. And then that movie totally flopped because they were so secretive. Um, yeah. I think that I, if they were smart, they would do this Rogue One style, get it out there. So people go, Oh my God, Darth Vader. And then they go to watch the show. So, so here's the comment nobody wants to hear. I think technically they already have had an Ahsoka trailer with Anakin in it. <laughs> well, they'd say his name. Yeah. <laughs> they show him, but it's from Obi-Wan and they're talking about. Masters and Vader breathing. And Sorry. Padawans. Angry magma yeah. in the chat is saying that Vader's breathing isn't it as well. He's right. Yeah. There. Yeah. Which can be in the show without him being there. We've, we've seen that in visions, mm -hmm. uh, not the show visions, but in visions and rise of Skywalker, you <laughs> know, it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um, all right. Next, we have JG from Space, who is asking the question thoughts on the rumors that Mando season four might be a movie instead of a series. Lacey, what do you think? I haven't seen this rumor. I feel really dumb right now, JG. Um, Don't you dare say that about yourself. You're not dumb. I, f I said I feel dumb, not that I am dumb. In this oh. current moment, I feel dumb because I have not seen this rumor. I've seen like, I usually see everything and I haven't seen this. Have you guys seen this rumor? I have not. I have seen I this haven't rumor. either. Oh, you have? But, okay. You know. Star My... Wars Theory was talking about it a week ago. Mandalorian season four canceled to become a movie instead. Is his, is his... So, uh, I feel like... If Bob Iger is being strategic about his movie choices and is deciding to make less movies and force more people to go to the movie theater than to go to their streaming service and to focus more on movies, then I would say this does make sense because you have Bob Iger saying, people love Mando, people love Grogu, we need to get Star Wars people back into the theater, the Ray movie's been pushed, so they want to make this transition 
to the to live action. I I could see it happening. Um, I kind of would hate it. <laughs> so my <laughs> thoughts on the my thoughts on the rumors are uh, I can understand why it's a rumor based on everything that's going around, but I do think it's just a rumor. I also do not buy this at all. Um, I think their most viable series so far overall in terms of quality plus viewership is the Mandalorian. And if you're trying to, you're going to increase your prices and you're trying to still pump up your streaming platform. Why would you take away the one viable thing from one of your biggest IPs and make a movie out of it when you already have other movies in plan? Um, I don't buy this at all. I, 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 I buy this as much as I buy Gal Gadot saying they're making Wonder Woman three, uh, which just, came out today that they're not. That they're not. Right? Yeah, they're but, not. So I imagine that. Uh, so I don't think this is the case at all. I think there will be Mandalorian season four, maybe even Mandalorian season five. Whether or not that they both happen before or after that movie, I think the movie thing is going to be a culmination thing. Still, there's not going to be a Mando movie. Um, I think Mando season four will still come out on Disney Plus to get those Grogu fans still subbing to that slightly more expensive Disney Plus service unless you like advertisements. James? Yeah, I haven't had much time investigating this rumor at all. Um, Seems like a lot of people were actually talking about it, and for some reason we just sort of missed it, the three of us. But I don't don't buy this either. I think this is something that uh, I I still don't fully understand the – uh, Mandalorian movie thing. So this would be even further putting baskets or put, putting your eggs in that basket. And I think Mandalorian right now is currently doing it just fine and exactly what they need it to do. Um, it looks like maybe part of this report is, has something to do with like Dave Filoni not being able to keep in, like he would be too in demand to do Mandalorian season four and a potential Ahsoka season two, and also then the movie and all that. So they just like would, would condense Mandalorian down to a movie, but I I don't know. I just don't think there's, there's much to this right now. Um, so I'm going to say Mandalorian season four is still expected on Disney plus. Nice. All right. Um, so that's that's our time for questions. We're going to toss one more out there from Angel Para. Angel. Okay. I went with Angel, but I'll say Angel. <laughs> I bet I'm right, though. We'll see. <laughs> no. I just love that you were like, I went Angel. with this. Um. <laughs> Angel, let us know. Let us know. Tarjay. I got it right. If I'm right, the, the, oh my God. I'm going to rub it in both your faces. All right. Anyway, <laughs> either way, wonderful little message here. Yeah. Asked, asked the resistance. Lacey, congratulations on your pregnancy. Do you know what the baby's gender is? Is it a boy or a girl? Also, I have no space bar. Okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> I have um, the space bar. <laughs> I think he was doing hashtag asked ask resistance. Lacey oh, it's little, all. Like, it's <laughs> all. Yeah. Hashtag. Gotcha. Which okay. is super clever. Yeah. Angel, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That's very sweet of you. Um, I do know what it is. It's a baby boy this time around. That's right. Very excited. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, everyone's I, joking. I, it's going to be named Luke or Ben or. Yeah, I agree with Lacey. Uh, it is a boy. <laughs> <laughs> are we going around? Are we going around? Qui Gon. How about Qui Gon? That's a good name. No, oh, geez. Everyone's got opinions about names. Uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yep. 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 I'm naming All right. Bob Iger. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love Bob Chappaquiddick. Bob Chappaquiddick like two like, years ago. Bob Chappaquiddick yeah. right now is like. 
I that's I made that joke a couple weeks ago. Like who everyone was like, Bob Chappick's the worst. And it's like, but did you know what was coming? Because <laughs> we've had the ultimate villain turn in Bob Hugger's like, hold my pink slip. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right, that takes us to the end of TRB Live. We want to thank everybody who joined us live. Uh, you always make the show uh, so much fun. And to everybody, whether you're listening, watching, however you take in TRB, thank you, thank you so much for sticking with us, being with us through these crazy times, and look forward to us uh, chatting mm -hmm. about Ahsoka starting on August 23rd. Um, and make sure that you are subscribed and you spread the word about TRB because spreading the word is how podcasts grow. Subscribe to our channel. Uh, we're not at 200,000 subscribers yet. 500,000? I forget what the number was. 100,000. Yeah, we'll see. You said 100. You All right, 100,000 subscribers, and I'll wear that metal bikini in Japan in 2025 for a whole day. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> and then also, um, thank you to our patrons. Um, you keep the lights on in the base. You keep us going. You allow us to create a lot of content every week, two episodes a week. Uh, so head to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. If you like what we do and you have five bucks to spare per month, that's where we start. Just head over there, sign up, and away you go. You'll be able to join us in a few minutes. We're heading right over to Patreon to do our live Q&A where we answer right questions now. about anything. And some of the stories get pretty crazy. So uh, check it out, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. We appreciate any and all support. We know times are a little tricky for a lot of people, but if you're able to, it means a great deal to us. And it allows us to keep going, keep growing, and keep moving. So thank you Danny so much. Danny made a joke that if you join Patreon, you get to name my kid. That is not a tier. <laughs> I'm signing up for Patreon tonight. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. Uh, and a special shout out to our generals and spice runners. Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Aaron Ellington, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jedi DiMaggio, Diana and Dave Hornack, and Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort Worthian, and all of our patrons, especially in our Discord. It's such a good time. Check it out. Join us. Um, but for me, Johnny Hoey on all those platforms, Threads, X, Twitter, X Twitter, Blue Sky, and my movie podcast, just like the movies we just put an episode on, Airplane. Uh, Lacey, you're up. People can find me and my new haircut at Lacey Gillard on Twitter and Instagram and threads and Blue Sky. And it's ridiculous. And on TikTok, at it's Lacey Gillard. That means you have to change your profile picture to a picture of you with your haircut. No, I don't because it's cropped anyway. I still look the same. <laughs> All right. Well, you said people could find me and my new haircut. So, yeah. James, where can people find you in your regular haircut? Um, at actually, well, to be honest, John, he did get I a did haircut. get a haircut, and it's not been mentioned. I actually thought that when I jumped on, but I didn't want to be that person. <laughs> that's like very noticeable. Of we both got uh, it did since not last week. Yeah. Um, you you can you can put in at Myra Trunks on whatever uh, social media platform you prefer. Right on. All right, so patrons, we'll see you in a few minutes. If you haven't had enough of us, everyone else, uh, we'll be back with you on Monday where we are going to talk about will limited budgets lead to more creativity in filmmaking? Uh, but we hope you have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids. <laughs>